0: This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome back, nerds, for another episode of A Star Wars Journey with Ashley and Brandy. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brandy. And tonight we're going to be talking about the end of season six and then the first half of season seven of The Clone Wars. It has certainly been a roller coaster. And by this time next week, we are going to be getting off of this ride that is The Clone Wars. Yeah. I'm actually uh, in shock over that, Brandy, that it's coming to an end.
1: (laughs) I cannot believe it. I'm I'm gonna totally go into DTs over that. Same here. I, I know there's there's I know we've got stuff in the in work in the works and the bad batch is coming, but I know that I'm gonna miss the Clone Wars. I'm
0: definitely gonna miss the Clone Wars. I'm I'm really gonna miss uh just I'm actually gonna miss the clones. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. I really enjoyed getting to know them. Um and just learning about them and how they're they're not uh, you know, they're, they're not like robots. They actually have a lot of depth to each and every one of them. They're unique, and I'm going to miss them for sure. Yeah, I love that. So uh, hopefully Bad Batch will be really awesome and will help us get through. I know that um, when we started this journey, we didn't
1: think of Bad Batch because it wasn't really in the pipeline. And... It kind of fits seamlessly in our schedule. So it's kind of like meant to be that we watch it. So it's really cool. I'm really excited for it. I
0: know. I'm, I really can't get over the fact that we are literally going to be done just in time for it. Like literally within <laughs> days. It's going to be so awesome. It, it was just perfect. It was absolutely fate. It was meant to be. Um, so uh, I understand that we have a voicemail in our, in our voicemail box. Um, do you want do. to play that for us?
1: Yes, um, this is from listener Matt, and Matt um, sends us good tidings and well wishes, so let's hear that now. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say congrats on the podcast. I really enjoy it, and uh, may the force
0: be with you. Thanks so much, Matt, for the wonderful message of support. We we greatly appreciate yes. it. We we love hearing uh, that we're doing a good job. Like Brandy and I, we've never done a podcast before. We're literally just doing this for fun uh, and to get us through till season three of The Mandalorian. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we really... <laughs> Just being honest here, but we're really having a lot of fun, and it means a lot to us to hear that people actually enjoy listening to us talk. Thank you. Um, All right, and then I understand, Brandy, we have a weekly question that you had posted on Twitter. Is that correct? We do.
1: I posted this on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and if you're not following us, you should be. And uh, the weekly question was, Which Disney Plus series are you most hyped
0: for? Oh, that's a difficult one. (laughs) There are so many. (laughs) There are so many. We've, We've had one reply
1: from Twitter. Char on Twitter said she was most intrigued by Ahsoka, but was most looking forward to Kenobi. What you can do to answer this question is... Leave us a voicemail at 205-928-6368, and we would love to hear from you. Yes,
0: we absolutely want to hear your thoughts. As we you know, pointed out, there are a lot of series that are going to be coming out and so many to choose from. But we want to hear from all of you. Which ones do you want to see? So, uh, very yeah. awesome. That's exciting. Uh, speaking of exciting, uh, I think we have some news we have to discuss. Right, Brandy? We do. We have some news. Um,
1: According to YouTube, Star Wars has officially confirmed the knights of Ren are dark Jedi who use the force.
0: That's right. So
1: this is kind of something that we knew already. I mean, we cuz these are the these are the handful of Jedi that left when Ben destroyed the yes, temple, right? Yes,
0: that's what I always gathered.
1: Yeah. right so th- these were the ones that believed in his ideals or or just were buddies with him and wanted to leave with him uh, so I I just right. wish that they had been used more because they get like nine minutes of screen time in episode 9. It's something ridiculous like that. It's like seven minutes or nine minutes or whatever, but it's it's such a wasted opportunity because they're just cool.
0: I You know, what's really sad is probably because I've only seen episode nine one time. I don't even remember them in it, which is very sad because um, I'm i intrigued by by that idea. The fact that it wasn't just Ben that turned, but it was a, a, a group yes. of... of former um, students of Luke's um, and it would have been it would have been cool to explore that um, uh, it's a shame really oh gosh
1: and I can remember I can remember Ashley when we were like it was the spoiler meal for episode nine and they were casting martial arts experts and we're like oh my gosh that's going to be the Knights of Ren right and then Abrams ends up using them for like a total of 10 minutes
0: yeah it's it's really sad it's it's an absolute waste because it would have you know I think it would have made a more interesting story to see you know to see them more yeah oh yeah disappointing just disappointing but yeah I guess thanks Disney for confirming what we've already known (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: uh, yeah. In, uh, in the same vein, there's apparently a, an Abrams cut of episode nine. But if Twitter's anything to glean, most fans don't want oh, it. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just gonna say personally, I'm not sure that it could fix all that's wrong with episode nine. Ben would most likely stay dead, and that's really unacceptable to me.
0: Well, same. That that's really what it comes down to. It. It's like either he lives or he dies. And right, you know, if he's still dead in the in the cut, then I don't really care. I honestly, there's nothing that can fix. It's what's done is done. I uh, will have a forever bad taste in my mouth having seen it that one time. And. I'm only seeing it again because I'm committed to this journey yes. that we're on. And we have to do it. We have to do it. Um, but yeah, there's there's no writing that wrong, in my opinion. Um, so I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> we're not bitter at all. We're
1: cool. We're fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're fine. Um, but uh on to happier, more exciting news. of. Uh, have you um, read anything more about Ryan Johnson possibly directing an episode of The Mandalorian?
1: Yes, I have. That was definitely on my list. Um, it's re- uh, it's oh, really hey. exciting to me that this is um, another tidbit from Soraya Wilson. And Soraya is like the patron saint of Raylo, So Soraya was wonderful enough to share uh, that Ryan would definitely love to direct an episode of The Mandalorian, that he had talked to Dave Filoni, that he's been on set. I mean, it's like, it looks like it could happen. The only thing standing in the way of it is like Knives Out, which he's got projects in the pipeline. So Right.
0: Yeah, and as I understand that's being streamed on Netflix. Yeah. Is that correct? The Knives Out series? I think so, yeah. Or is it a film or is it a series? It's a, I think it's a series. Okay. Um, cuz I'm still not clear about that, but right. um I just know that uh if it's a series that you're talking a longer commitment to where if it was a film, you know, that's a shorter right. time frame. Um And I'm just I'm just wondering from a scheduling standpoint, if that were possible for him to break away. Um, I mean, I'm starting to think if he's busy with Knives Out right now, having him direct a season three episode of The Mandalorian is probably out of the question, uh, which makes me very sad because I'm very anxious um, and impatient to see him do this. Um, but I have no doubts that, you know, there's going to be a season four of The Mandalorian. So maybe there's hope that he could do next season. Yeah. Um, or the season four. All right.
1: Um, this is another tidbit from Inside the Magic. Marvel star Chloe Bennett is reportedly being eyed for the role of Dr. Afra. Okay. Now, Dr. Afra is a character that is played out in comic books, but we've never seen on screen. Okay. And she coexists along the Darth Vader timeline. So that would be kind of cool to see. Oh, that
0: would be cool. Yeah. Awesome. And you know,
1: you know how we were talking about Sebastian Stan, right? Yeah. We had the Sebastian Stan hour the other day. Yeah. Um, Mark Hamill actually replied, he, he quoted a tweet with Stan's comment about Hamill personally offered him the role. He did? Saying that it wasn't like he had any casting decisions. So, I mean, it was kind of a flat response, but huh. it was basically saying what we've been saying all along. That if Disney won't stand, they can have him regardless of what Hamill says. Right,
0: exactly. Disney, obviously, like what fans say, obviously means, you know, a lot to them. I just Mm -hmm. wonder, like, why are they kind of sitting on their hands with this? Why is it so quiet? Why is it... uh I, I don't know, maybe exactly.
1: I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I wish that something would happen soon.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean do you think, I think I just need this. do you think that they it's just a um it's just part of their playbook like they have a lot going on already. like there's a lot mm-hmm. of irons in the fire with a yes. lot of series coming out and this could be huge. This would probably be the biggest one of all, I think. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beyond Ahsoka, beyond Kenobi to have, uh, you know, a series that focuses on Luke at the prime of his, you know, Jedi knighthood, Mm -hmm. rebuilding the Jedi Order from scratch, his own academy that I think would be one of the greatest series ever. So maybe I totally agree. So maybe they're thinking this is huge. And we're just gonna kind of put this on the back burner and get all of these other series out of the way first, and then we're gonna introduce it, and it's gonna be the the biggest thing since you know sliced bread or whatever. Um, yeah, I
1: think I think you've got something there. I think you're totally right. Um, Luke, in my opinion, is the most iconic Star Wars character. Agree.
0: agree. I mean,
1: even even more so than Darth Vader. Yes, because in just just what he represents was what we were teased about ray representing because luke is from nowhere like he's from a That's that's nowhere there's nothing there right and so you know it's yes he has that he has a a pedigree but he learns and and just kind of comes up from nothing and it's really inspiring
0: and he brought hope he brought hope to the galaxy Mm -hmm. and um restored faith in vader in, in you know, the good of the force and he right. was able to bring balance back to the force. I, I swear to my dying day that if it weren't for Luke, Vader would never have turned. And the, the
1: oh, no. I totally galaxy agree. would
0: still be clouded under the dark side. It was Luke all along. So Luke is that symbol of hope,
1: yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, I think that that's probably what's happening because they're just too quiet, you know, and Sebastian Stan is too quiet. And if, you know, for all we know, he probably has already signed a deal with Disney but it's in his contract that he has to stay quiet because this is going to be huge if it breaks, you know. Right,
1: that would be fantastic. So
0: yeah, so here's to to hope, and I I have high hopes. I I'm optimistic. Um, I am
1: too. I I just think it's such a perfect opportunity for them to exploit their light his likeness to young Mark Hamill, and he is under that Disney umbrella already. Precisely, and yes. it's just it, look. Oh, I mean, they may just be waiting for like the ink to dry. I mean, that's what that's, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the reason why I'm so impatient for this is because of the season finale of The Mandalorian, like mm-hmm. seeing Luke in his prime, taking out all of those dark troopers. Um, I mean, I was sobbing the whole time. It's like, even it though I know incredible. he's coming to get Grogu, I'm seeing Luke in his prime. This, I've always wanted this. You know? Yeah,
1: this is this is a dream come true, right? Yeah. And, and that's just... how
0: so many people felt. I mean, exactly. there's that
1: meme where you, you're like, I saw the glove, <laughs> I saw yes. the lightsaber. Uh, yes. And then, you know, like, then you see him and it's just incredible.
0: Right. And that scene lasted, what, five minutes, maybe? Mm-hmm. And it was the best five minutes of the entire episode. And so it was just a taste. It's just a taste of... What we saw of Luke during this time, so I I want more. <laughs> yeah, so, I
1: definitely want more. Yes. So,
0: yeah. So I think um, you know, just gotta sit back, relax, and enjoy everything that Disney's throwing at us because we are we are you know definitely gonna be full. We're gonna be spoiled. Yeah, we're well
1: fed. Yeah, we're gonna be well fed.
0: So it's coming. It's just a matter of when, not if. So right, exactly. That's my that's my whole stand on it
1: well to follow up on a story we broke here on the journey uh, Hasbro has officially unveiled the galactic snack in Grogu
0: right now
1: I sent you this video and we both agree that he's adorable he is yes his mouth is a little different because of the eating action but I mean he is completely adorable to me yes
0: No, I definitely think that I'm probably going to cave and get it uh, for myself and probably my daughter because she loves her Grogu. That's her baby. Exactly. Let her feed him. (laughs) Exactly. So she's going to enjoy this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's great. I I mean, I saw the video and I was like, oh, my gosh, we just talked about this on the show.
0: Exactly. No, that's exciting. I'm... Give me all the Grogu's out there. I want them all. Yes, give me all the (laughs) Grogu's. I should start my own collection of just Grogu's. That
1: should should be a hashtag, give me all the Grogu's.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, during a recent stream promoting AIDS awareness, Katie Sackhoff appeared to take a few questions. Um, she was pretty tight-lipped about Season 3, which is, you know, understandable. Yeah. But she did say that they were told that Plo Koon was the Jedi coming for Grogu at the end of the Season 2 finale. What? So now, I'm not sure. Yeah. What? I'm not sure how many people bought that since he died in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, he died. He died, yeah. But reportedly that's how they kept the secret from the cast. Okay. So I just think that's funny to me.
0: That is funny. Some
1: of those some of them are Star Wars nerds. They'd be like, Right. No uh, that can't happen. He's dead.
0: If I was working on that set, if I was one of the actors, I would have called bullshit right away. If like he died in Revenge of the Sith, I'm still having nightmares over his death. So
1: <laughs> look, they could have done a little bit better than that. Yeah. They could they could have done better than they that. They could have.
0: Oh gosh. Um. Wow. Well, still, it's amazing that they were able to keep that completely under wraps because that was the greatest reveal of all time, in my opinion.
1: Oh yeah. So. It was incredible. It was. And they and they could not have picked another person for that moment. That was just no, perfect.
0: No. No that that's that's the only reason why I wasn't angry at the end of the episode because the, I, right I've, yeah how many times have we had this conversation leading up to the finale I will not be happy unless Din stays with or unless Grogu stays with Din there's no there is no outcome right. in which I'm happy if he leaves and here they have Luke Skywalker come in and save the day and I'm like Oh shit! Great. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Why did it have to be Luke? Because <laughs> this is so perfect. Oh, now I can't even be mad. Right now that I sucks. can't be mad.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. I agree. That was that's my thoughts exactly. Yes. Uh, well, The Mandalorian keeps racking up awards. Uh, Director of photography Baz Idoin okay. Won an award for cinematography for his work on what I feel is the best episode of season two, The Jedi.
0: Oh, hands down, yes. That was beautiful. Yeah. That was
1: beautifully so shot. Beautifully shot. And this isn't the first time the go- the episode has gone on accolades. I mean, it's won yeah. award after award, and it's just been this specific episode. So it's pretty, I agree. pretty impressive. It is. Well, that's great news. Yeah. So, perhaps saving the best to last, you remember how The Mandalorian was supposed to start filming April 4th. Yes. But The Book of Boba Fett ran over. Yes. Well, according to the Bespin Bulletin on Instagram, the train yard location in Los Angeles where The Book of Boba Fett was filming is now empty, besides some blue screens, which are always there, and background props. This is where The Mandalorian filmed parts of its season two. Okay. And and some of season one. So presumably that's where parts of its third season will be shot. And that's now vacant. Okay. So Boba Fett has wrapped filming at this location, but principal photography is not over yet. Um, I
0: was going to say that I saw a Facebook post that, uh, I mm -hmm. hope I'm pronouncing her name right, Ming-Na Wen. She plays... um, Uh Uh-huh. Oh crap! What's her name? I should know her name. Shame on me. Um, Finnick. Finnick. Yes, thank you. Uh huh. Um, so she, I saw that she had posted on Instagram that she was still shooting the book of Boba Fett. Um, mm-hmm. So, so that would mean then that season three of the Mandalorian has been delayed. Then correct? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. It's still delayed. Okay. Yeah. Um, so and that's why we haven't seen any spoilers or any set shots. Okay. Because there aren't any.
0: So. Right. <laughs> yes. I'm just impatient darn it. And you know, not that I'm worried. I, I'm not worried because we've had this conversation before as well um, that the, the new show that Pedro Pascal is going to be on uh, The Last of Us. Um, right. forget what's the term that it's uh, first place or whatever. For, right, it,
1: it got something, they call it like first top billing or first priority. Yeah, or, so but, I forget but the that's term. essentially
0: what it means. It's the top priority um right. in the grand scheme of things. Um I just found out that that is going to begin filming in Calgary in July of this year, and it's supposed to go all the way through to June of 2022. Whoa. If I read that correctly, which is crazy to me because that's an insanely long production. I've never heard of that before.
1: That is incredibly long. Yeah. So
0: I I you know, naturally, um, I get a little concerned when I see that because I'm thinking, well, June of twenty twenty two, when is he gonna start filming season four of The Mandalorian? <laughs> well well maybe he'll do it
1: concurrently.
0: Well that's what I'm thinking too. You know, again, how often do we see his face and a much majority of the work he uh is doing is all voice acting um right but you know he bases if you watch you know the behind the scenes he bases his voice performance on the actual performance of the show you know because he's watching um he's watching Mm -hmm. the dailies and stuff and so that's how he he acts it out um so i I don't know i guess i i don't like delays and i i'm always worried that the mandalorian is going to be delayed even more and again it's just my impatient nature um should just relax. Well, we're not
1: going to run out of stuff to talk about. No, I know. So we're good. That's true.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. So yeah, one of my one of my favorite
1: behind the scenes uh, images is Pedro Pascal clutching a pillow. Hello. In place <laughs> we of all grubu. love that
0: scene. Why do we love that so much? <laughs> I love it's that so photo adorable. so much. It just shows. That's what it's it, It's really adorable. Really, you know, it just shows. um you know how seriously he takes it like he actually has to like hold a pillow you know to to bring the uh realism into his voice i I just yeah i love it i love it
1: someone should have got him a doll
0: right (laughs) right (laughs) that would have been i don't i don't know if it would
1: have been as cute as the pillow but it would have been great
0: well he could have hold the five million dollar animatronic grogu because that's just as precious as a real life grogu in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh
1: yeah oh yes exactly (laughs) Uh, and the the Bespin Bulletin also dropped this that a Wookiee, maybe even more than one, would be in the Mandalorian season three. Yes, I did see so that. Is, is this going to be Chewbacca? Is this going to be someone we know? I mean, right. This this is exciting because I love Wookies.
0: I do too. I love Wookies. Of course, Chewbacca is my favorite. Um, of
1: course, the
0: only thing that I wonder about that though, the only thing that I'm a little concerned about is, uh, if it was Chewie, wouldn't we expect, uh, Han to be with him because those two are inseparable even post return of the Jedi. Um, I just can't see Chewie without Han in any scenario. I mean, granted Han's you know, probably raising a fam, raising, you know, Ben and married to Leia at this point, but, um.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. I I can't see a scenario where they would be separate either. So I'm just kind of.
0: So I guess it just makes me think, like, well, if you have Chewie, yeah. you got to have Han, and so are we going to do CGI? Right, are we going right. to find another They're character and, or actor? And I mean, we, we all know Sebastian Stan is literally Luke Skywalker, you know, reincarnated. Uh, who could <laughs> right, Who could yes. play Han? I you know it hasn't even occurred to me really. So.
1: We are single-handedly going to manifest this into being. Yes, we I mean, will. this is, yes. that, in case you're wondering, listeners, this is, this is our goal. This,
0: exactly. We're going to make this happen.
1: <laughs> yes, we're going to make it happen.
0: Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. I don't
1: know, um, I don't know if, you know, it would be Chewbacca, you know, where would Han be? Uh, we know he wasn't, it's canon that he wasn't a hands-on father, so.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, on a side know. note, I won't keep this in the podcast, but my daughter is looking at me through the window. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Aw, what a cutie. That's sweet. Um, sweet. You know, I had a thought. What was it? Um, oh, crap. I hate it when that happens. I had a thought to contribute to this discussion. It's happened to me all yeah. day today. Oh, I know. I know. Um, I really hope that that is true, because mm-hmm. doesn't it seem a lot more enjoyable when you see Din... Come up against these iconic characters in Star Wars, yeah, and he just has no clue. He is just so no he's are. just so ignorant. I I love this this himbo of a guy. I, I swear he's just you know minds his own business. All he cares about is his little green s- son. He could be standing next to the most famous person in the galaxy, and he doesn't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love when he referred to Ahsoka's lightsabers for laser swords, Her laser swords, right? <laughs> right. Like he doesn't even know what they're called. Everybody, yeah, exactly. And
0: no i he he has no clue he has no clue all he knows is how did that i saw something on tumblr once it's fly ship shoot gun save sun that's all that's the only thing on his brain that's just that's what's on his brain yes so so yeah bring on the wikis i would love to see that in the mandalorian yeah yeah and that wraps us up for news perfect All right, well, then we can get into season, let's see, we were finishing up season six of uh, The Clone Wars, and then we dive into season seven. So these last two episodes were amazing for season six. Yeah,
1: they were incredible. uh,
0: Completely focused on Yoda and um, him basically uh, getting some more training. Even after 900 years, Yoda still has something to learn. Um, yeah. And isn't that a lesson for all of us? That, like we, we should never stop learning. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I took away from this episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, starting out, um, I, I loved watching Yoda try to fly his little ship. I just thought that was really mm-hmm. cute. And then the fact that he, he kind of let go of control and he had like complete faith in the force to guide him. I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Um,
0: And uh, again, reiterating that I I love the idea that even at 900 years old, Yoda still had something to learn. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it comes to Yoda, sometimes I just have this blind faith and trust in him that, you know, he really does know all. And I kind of struggle a little bit as a viewer and having watched him my whole life to see like his own pride, his hubris. And so right. I found this episode fascinating to see him confront that, confront the the dark Yoda yes. entity that basically represented his pride. Um, and so that dark, dark Yoda, of course gave me gollum vibes from Lord of the Rings, but um, it was very Gollum. It, yeah. very. Um, but uh, overall, I, I really did uh, love seeing that, um, seeing him confront that side of him. Um, and I know I talked to you about this. I heard the line, uh, and we we talked about it briefly. Um, he will teach the one who will save the universe from the imbalance of of the force. And so to me, right. that just called Luke. You know, because again, I yeah, I lead it all back to Luke, and with that,
1: yeah, I agree. I agree. At first, at first, I thought Obi Wan, but I was I was thinking more of the go- like Force Ghost ability. And I wasn't thinking of uh, just, like, teaching in general. And so and then I was right. like, oh, of course it's right. Luke. Of course it's Luke.
0: So, yeah, th- it's Luke. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, overall, I can just tell that they, they really put a lot of thought and care into this storyline. And it was just nice to dig deeper into Yoda's character because I feel like we don't get an opportunity to no. do that too often. Um, so it was just interesting to see him demonstrate his strengths and his weaknesses um it's just something that I've always wanted. So I loved this episode.
1: Yeah, I loved it too. Um it this episode made me uh, more aware than any any other time how many adventures R2 has been on. Like he is he has been yes. so yeah. involved in so many pivotal moments in this saga. I mean he just R2 is like the MVP. He is yeah, he's just incredible. And uh, he got to hold Yoda's lightsaber, which I thought was really cool. That was
0: awesome. So, I loved and, that
1: because when he gave it to um, R two, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's getting to hold his lightsaber, right? It's crazy. Right? Um,
0: That's a it's it's a real honor. Yeah, it's an to honor. hold a Jedi's lightsaber because you don't part from that. No, ever. I know
1: it. So it just it shows you know um, how much he. Trust, you know, trust R2 him. and, you yeah. know, it's great. And you probably trust it him is. more than you trust Anakin, to be honest.
0: Oh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> R2, is, R2 is is
1: faithful to the end. He really is. Um, I loved the planet. Um, it makes sense to me that a planet teeming with the Force would be teeming with life. So there's all these, like, overgrown, organic Forms, mushroom-like plants, yeah. and it was just really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that, too. Yeah. And uh, and how it was the birthplace of the midichlorians, which, you know, the midichlorians <gasps> got a bad rap in the prequels. I mean, everybody was right. like, midi-what? And, <laughs> right. and so, so you know, it's it's nice to see Filoni and them try to legitimize the midichlorians. Exactly. I mean, because, you know, they're part of canon. Yes, so you you can't really retcon it. No. And so he they're doing the best they can with it, which I thought was kind of was really cool.
0: Yeah, and I um, I appreciate that that they try yeah. to do that. Um, I personally didn't see what the big deal was about the no, Metacorians, like why people. I didn't. I didn't mind it. I mean, to me, it just explained a little bit about what makes a certain person more. Uh. You know, sensitive yeah. to the force, it might. It just explains it a little bit. It's so, like they
1: put some science on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't mind it. It was just an extra thing that I learned from. Right. Learned about it. So, um,
1: yeah. I thought Yoda facing his failure with Ahsoka was pretty powerful. Yes.
0: Yes, that was because her her symbolic
1: death in his vision, and him being unable to save her
0: was basically like how he failed her
1: on the council. I agree
0: completely. That is exactly what I got out of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. Cause that was basically a death. Her walking away from the Jedi Order, what she was gonna, you know, vow her life to um, because of them letting her down. That's right, like a death yeah. in my opinion.
1: And I love the, I love the, it was a mirage. And you know, it was all, you know, a fantasy. Right. But I loved lot Side Dooku. And how Gwagon yes. was alive and it was this sweet alternate yep. reality. Um mm-hmm. that was of course, you know, um a twisted sort of dream to trick Yoda. Uh but I right. mean it was it, to right. see it for a brief moment. It was so nice. I mean, everybody getting along. It was. It
0: was nice. Yeah. It was nice to to see like peace. Mm. You know, have we ever seen peace in Star Wars?
1: <laughs> no, not really. <laughs>
0: right? So yeah, um, no, I agree. So th- this episode was awesome. It was, um, and then it, it leads in perfectly to the following mm-hmm. episode. So this is after Yoda has has gone through those grueling trials. He travels to the ancient Sith home world of Moraband, mm-hmm. um, and that is where he he faces the um, he faces Palpatine. Right, actually, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I loved the tag uh the you know little jedi fortune cookie message Mm -hmm. in the beginning of this facing all that you fear will free you from fear itself that is a powerful message i think that all of us should listen to
1: yeah that's Um, powerful
0: so uh fun fact I, i read about this episode this was actually uh the original finale of the show before they made the final season last year oh wow yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool, and I could sort of see that happening, you know, as we watched towards yeah, the end. Yeah,
1: there's a finality to the ending that kind of gives out yeah, that vibe. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. You know. um, so how cool was it that Mark Hamill showed up for this episode?
1: That was amazing, wasn't that cool?
0: And I didn't know that until
1: you told me that. Right,
0: um, I think I told you that right before his scene. He was uh, he voiced Darth Bane mm-hmm. in that, and uh, you know that was too short of a scene, in my opinion. I, I wish I could have you know had him longer, but it was cool while it lasted. Yeah, yeah we needed a little bit more. Um, And, uh, so I think you noticed, um, that Palpatine's voice, uh, was done by Tim Curry earlier. Um, it must've been a few episodes prior to this, but I, I definitely heard the difference this time around. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, uh, I don't want to say that I didn't like it. Um, I think I just, I have to get used to it,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think that the first one was so spot on. Yeah. That we were spoiled a little bit. I
0: agree. Yeah, that's probably my problem, Um and, you know, the thing is, I, I really love Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, he's going to bring something more unique to, to Palpatine and his portrayal of his voice. So, I mean, I, I trust in this choice of him and I, you know, I just got to get used to it because the other one, it sounded just like him. Um,
1: yeah, it certainly did. It was identical.
0: yeah. So I just have in my notes, like in a lot of capital letters, this episode is insanely good. <laughs> I just, I just can't, I'm like, OMG, girl. <laughs> um, seeing Yoda face off with uh, Palpatine, Darth Sidious, that gave me chills. It was, you know, like the ultimate battle between good yes. and evil. Um, and very powerful dilemma that was on his hands let him die and you can stop all that i will do if you think about it that probably would have been true if anakin if he would have let anakin die
1: right you know
0: um but that was all a test in -hmm. the end and yoda um he passed it it was a test right it was like almost like a simulation
1: yeah yeah it was it was or they gave him as part of his trial the illusion of finding out the sith lord right okay OK, so I, I mean, that's how I that's how I took it. OK,
0: me, too. I just wanted to double check because I, I was like questioning it at first, whether that actually happened or not. But
1: yeah, I've got this. i got this written down. This elf left me with more questions than answers. Yeah. I um, mean, not in a negative way, like, you know, in a way that like I just, wow, I want to know more. And how
0: did you like the last line um, or it wasn't the last line, but it was like right before he woke up? Uh, The line, there is another Skywalker yes. and there's a baby crying. Girl, I had goosebumps all over my body when I heard that. Yeah, I loved it. I thought this was a great episode yeah, it was, to end the season it six. It was amazing.
1: And I love I love when uh, Yoda was in Darth Bane's face saying, you are not real and I do not fear you. I just think it was just incredibly powerful. Yes.
0: Yes, it was. Because, again, it's like facing his own demons mm-hmm. um, or illusions, you know, and, and having faith in the force. Right. You know, like that's what Yoda represents to me. So
1: I can see why this had like a bit of finality to it, where it would have been the original finale. I can see that.
0: Oh, yeah. I could see it, too, especially towards the end. Um, it definitely felt there was finality to it. Granted, I'm still glad that we got season seven because oh, yeah. I, you know, next week, next week, we're really going to see how awesome it gets. That's right.
1: We're ready. We're ready.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, do you have anything else to add with this episode before we move uh, on to season seven? No. I mean, well,
1: I, I love the scene where the four snakes come out and Yoda, like, they all like converge on Yoda and Yoda repels them with the force. It was just, yeah, that was. It was pretty just cool. really cool, and just Yoda facing his fears, and and us as an audience realizing that Yoda has fear, right? <laughs> and it was just, just powerful. It was just a powerful episode. It really
0: was. Okay, so let's move on to Season 7, The Bad Batch. We finally get to meet The Bad Batch. We do. We've been waiting for this.
1: (laughs) Yes, we have.
0: Clone Force 99. Um, So we got to meet, uh, do I have their names here? So we've got Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Crosshair, and then later on, uh, Echo. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a great um, season opener you know i uh, screamed when i heard the words clone force 99 so right yes me too i was excited to see all that um i'm i don't know about you but i'm just continually blown away by how advanced the animation has gotten since we first started this show mm-hmm. like I don't think it was this good when we when we first started. No, it's really... It, it's become more refined. It's so refined, like, to the point where I just... Again, I forget it's animated. Like, I think I'm watching live action. Yeah. Uh, really loved seeing the Bad Batch in action and seeing how they mm-hmm. work together and can take out an entire platoon of droids all by themselves. That was really cool.
1: It was very cool.
0: And uh, I have a really weird note here, and I don't know if it's going to make sense to you at all, <laughs> but... As I was watching this episode, uh, I had like this weird epiphany, like as I was watching it, like how I started out as a kid watching Return of the Jedi and, you know, now all all the other films. And now I'm watching The Bad Mm -hmm. Batch. Um, It's just kind of crazy how Star Wars has transformed and expanded so much. Oh, yeah. There used
1: to be three films, like there were three films and they were awesome and that was it.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And then the prequels came out and then the sequels and then we have all of these um, series and uh, a whole series that has just focused on the Clone Wars. Um, right. And
1: everything, you, it was just a blip on the radar. And now it's this huge, it has life of its own. It's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. Like, so it's just how much it's, it's its evolved. It's almost like unrecognizable that this is still Star Wars. And yet it's done so well that there's nothing I can complain about. So, right. Um, again, just grateful for Filoni that he understands Star Wars and can, you know, expand it that way in a seamless way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just had to share that. random but uh what did you think of the season opener of uh season seven
1: i thought it was really strong um i loved and this is like a this is gonna go in the column of weird notes (laughs) okay Uh, i I noticed that Anakin's hair is getting longer (gasps) like closer to revenge of the sick i
0: noticed that too i forgot to write that in my notes but i did notice that
1: I saw it and I'm like, oh my gosh, he looks, yes. he's looking more like Re- Anakin in Revenge of the mm-hmm. Sith. And I'm like, then it dawned on me. I'm like, we're really close to the end. Yep,
0: And you even see that uh, in the next episode when you see Padme, who's obviously a few months pregnant. Totally obvious. Yeah,
1: she's pregnant, definitely. <laughs>
0: she is. <laughs> and uh, I loved the
1: Bad Batch. Um, they're just such oddballs. They're just perfect. And mm-hmm. um, I love how they're not predictable and therefore they're hard for the enemy to defeat. Like they're going to they're not going to do the same thing <gasps> yeah. twice.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. That unpredictability makes them dangerous. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're. Uh, Wild cards. That's cool. So it was It was great. I loved it.
0: Okay, so then we go into episode two, A Distant Echo. So this is where they're on the search for Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, Rex believes that he is alive. So Anakin and the Bad Batch go and um, try to rescue him. Uh, So this is the, so this was the big, you know, reveal to us that Rex has actually known about Anakin and Padme this entire time.
1: Yes.
0: Like, that's huge for me because I thought nobody knew about Anakin and Padme.
1: Um, Right. It just goes to show you how close Anakin was is or was to Rex yes and so that was that he would let him know to that. trust
0: him with that I mean that's a huge secret you know I mean that could throw Anakin out of the Jedi Order and who knows what it would do to Padme if that got out mm-hmm. um so yeah I thought that was amazing that was cool um it was cool to see Anakin and Padme talk and see her preggers. yeah um I'm just a little surprised Anakin didn't notice you know looking at her i noticed
1: she even rested her hand on her abdomen a, a couple I of times. i saw that i saw that too. and i'm like
0: "God, how do you girl. not know <laughs> um also funny that obi-wan called him out on it too he totally knew she he was talking to talking to her
1: um, yes and there, there's got to be a part of obi-wan that knows yeah that they're not platonic exactly because why would you why would you sneak off to talk to somebody that you're not involved in Precisely. Involved with. Exactly. You, you would do it out in the open.
0: Exactly. That must have been a previous episode because I'm looking through my notes. That was a previous episode when he had the little talk with Anakin about how he felt about Satine and how they had to stay friends. That was Yeah, that's
1: when they were in their room. Yeah, yeah when uh, I mean when in Anakin's quarters in the temple. Right.
0: Oh yeah, that's when I dubbed him Saint Saint uh, Obi Wan. That's right. Right. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense now. Um, okay, so moving forward, uh, did not like the creepy spider guy was back. I didn't like that. No. Um, it was. It was actually cool to see Anakin lead the Bad Batch in this mission. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Rex that was fighting with one of the members of the Bad Batch? And I think it was regarding Echo. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that was hard to see. Um, see them fighting amongst each other like that. I did, though, struggle a little bit in caring about this particular storyline and finding Echo, and it makes me kind of feel bad, um, but I think it's because, you know, we're getting closer to the end um, with Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of anxious to see how things are going to unfold, but, you know, this is kind of imperative that they find Echo because he ends up becoming one of the Bad Badge, So
1: Right. Well, I, it was really my struggle, too, like... Uh, the Bad Batch to me was the best thing about this arc. Yeah. Um, I was really kind of getting bored with the search for Echo, even though I love Echo and I want Echo to be found. Yeah. It was just really, it, it kind of seemed like it carried on like an episode too long. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah. And, and Padme definitely needs more clothes in her maternity wardrobe like this is <laughs> right. this is this is one this is the outfit that she was wearing in revenge of the Sith. so
0: exactly right i agree i know that
1: girl i know that girl's got some clothes she'll wear a big she top does. or something we'll be we
0: revenge of the Sith. she's she's got some wardrobe so yeah <sighs> oh yeah i had never
1: seen those types of droids before uh, the one with the spindly arms. Yeah, those were new. Yep,
0: those are those were new. That's right.
1: So yeah, that really that's it. I mean, I was most of my notes yeah. are like, is Padme already knocked up? She's totally pregnant here. Oh my
0: god! And <laughs> right. So it was. Why doesn't Anakin notice? <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't Anakin notice?
1: Yeah, right. it was crazy.
0: Uh, okay, well then we can move on to episode three. So they've recovered Echo. Um, and now they're trying to find their way out of this separatist base that they found him in. Um, so it it was really sad to see what had happened to Echo. He was unrecognizable. He Mm -hmm. looked more machine than anything. I, I couldn't help but feel like this was foreshadowing to how Anakin is going to end up very soon.
1: Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah.
0: So that's kind of what I felt when I saw that made me sad. Um, I can't help, and, I and you know, again, kind of like the previous episode, I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I just felt like this episode was lacking for a Clone Wars episode. I just felt like it could have been mm-hmm. better. Um, yeah. You know, the, the only other thing I can add that I actually liked were those tripod-looking things. Uh, it reminded me of War of the Worlds. Yeah, the big walkers.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, the
0: big walkers. I thought those were cool. Um, but that's really all that I have for this episode, episode three.
1: When you were talking about Echo and how it was – you know foreshadowing to you Anakin and how Anakin was going to be you know part machine part man it reminded me i don't know if you're a big star trek fan but it reminded me oh. of the borg oh yes that's right um yeah because, because the borg are like they they're like a hive mind and they hook into like the mainframe yes. of their machinations and and they're all like they act as one Act as one person, so it just reminded me of the Borg, and that he even looked a little like the Borg because they're real. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it just reminded me of that. And this, I when I first met the Bad Batch, I really liked Wrecker. Because he's a little, he's he's crazy, and oh yeah, he, he really just wants, <laughs> he I, he's like an overgrown child. Very unpredictable. And I just really like, <laughs> I, I kind of identify yes. with him in a way. But this episode made me fall in love with tech. I am
0: really in love with tech. I don't yeah. know why, probably because he's the techie, he's the whiz, he can do anything. I, I don't know why. I find and that attractive.
1: You might get mad at me <laughs> yes. for this comparison, but like, I really, he reminds me of C-3PO. Absolutely. like, cooler. Yes.
0: I agree. Yeah,
1: because I mean I just I, I really love I really love him. He's always got an answer for everything. I
0: yes. agree completely. So there's just nothing that we uh, don't agree on it seems. No, we <laughs> both we're love the same. Insane. We are um Okay, well, we can move on to episode four, Unfinished Business. So, uh, let's see. The Republic plans a daring final strike against Admiral Trench. Once again, bringing together Rex, Echo, and Anakin, mm-hmm. and the elite Bad Batch squad. So, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you you caught this—the little speech that Mace Windu gave to <laughs> all the was battle in my droids. Notes. <laughs> i laughed so hard that was funny he's raising
1: with the droids i've killed many of you and and right i'm like pointing sheer. like dude they're
0: programmed to do nothing but shoot like you're not gonna get through to them right oh that's hilarious um so it was really cool to see Echo and Tech rig that thing, whatever that was, that was able to take down all of the droids. I thought that was really yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like a pulse burst or something. Yeah,
0: exactly. So that was really neat to see. Um, I really loved watching Mace use the Force to try to stop the bomb, mm-hmm. um, even through the ray shields. I thought that was cool. Um, We definitely saw Anakin's dark side come out of this episode.
1: Yeah, I wrote that too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Totally struck down Spider Dude, which was fine for me because I don't like Spider Dude. Um, No, I didn't. I don't like him either. (laughs) But uh, overall, I I liked this episode. Um, There was a lot of great action scenes. Um, Really loved the ending um, when Echo decides to join the Bad Badge. I love that Rex basically gave him his blessing. Yet at the same time, I think he was still expecting him to come back with him.
1: Right. You know. Yeah, it was it was really emotional and I love the salute at the end. It was great.
0: I just I was surprised
1: that they trusted Echo. Like he's really like emotionally and physically and mentally compromised. Yeah, that's true. And he's like, you know, I, and I, I understand, you know, brothers and all, mm-hmm. but like, if it were me, I would have been like, I don't know if we need to go with his plan or not. Right. I think he needs to be in the med bay. Right. But, you know, it was, I love what Obi-Wan said. I see Anakin as being insightful as ever. <laughs> yes. And then he's like, if I know Anakin, we've got the easy part.
0: <laughs> I, right. I remember uh, that and- line.
1: Yes. Yes. I love, I just, that, that just, you know, because I have been kind of starved for Obi-Wan content in these last couple episodes. And so just seeing him and him having those little one-liners was great. So I
0: agree. And, you know, it's so funny how far we've come with our relationship to Obi-Wan because we started out almost not being able to stand him. And now I love him. I really love him. (laughs) I really
1: love Clone Wars Obi-Wan. Me too. I think it was Brad from Scarab Scuttlebutt who mentioned that, like, hey, for some people, this is the first Obi-Wan they ever experienced. Yep. So that, to me, that's unbelievable. But, like, for this new generation of fans, you know, watching it and and learning about Obi-Wan, I mean, it's just... Yeah, some, for some people, this is their first introduction to Obi-Wan Kenobi, so, mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Exactly. And to think this is our third, actually, because I started out, as you did, with... The original trilogy. The original trilogy. I should know his name. Famous oh, guy. Guinness. Yes, Alec Guinness. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, Alec Guinness, of yeah. course. Um. So, yeah, that was that was my introduction to Obi-Wan, and then, obviously, Ewan McGregor, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um. And now now this one um so yeah no i I really do love this current (laughs) obi-wan um so it's kind of crazy how he grew on me yeah oh yeah he grew up he grew fast on me yes okay well if you don't have anything else to add for the episode four we can move on to episode five Mm -hmm. um so we have ahsoka back so that's good news yes we get to see what she's been up to um would you mind if you lead for these next three episodes? Because I kind of confessed to you last night that I couldn't really get into these storylines with soul Right. I know
1: that this arc is not the best for you. I totally understand. Yeah, I
0: struggled. I tried to care. But I think it was the sisters. I'm not sure why. Like the sisters kind of fighting with each other. And I just, uh, I don't know. But um, Why don't you uh, take the helm and tell me, you know, all the things that you liked and— I'll try to comment in between if I can. <laughs> well,
1: I love what a piece of junk because remember that's the line that you, that Luke said about the Millennium Falcon. What a
0: piece of junk. What that a piece is a good of line. Junk.
1: And so I love it when, when the writers sneak in little things like that. The first thing that hit me was Ahsoka looks so grown up I could cry. Like she looks yes, so. Grown she does. Up. She looks so almost adult. And because her mantrails are longer, I mean, it was just amazing to me. Like we just watched her grow up before our eyes. Yeah,
0: seeing where she started out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to see what Ahsoka was up to, and I got my wish. Yes. So we we got this arc that sees Ahsoka, and I really this first episode I really didn't get into as much as I did the others, right? Because I started to see kind of like the philosophical background that they were trying to build right. between the jedis and the perception the sister's perception of the jedi and yeah who ahsoka thinks the jedi is right or yeah and you know and it was just really like it really got deep for me like i know i understand like rafa and trace can get on your nerves yeah but but they they were kind of like more of a vehicle for like this deeper story. And which I which I really dug. Usually stuff like this I don't dig, but I think it was because it was Ahsoka. I was able to really get into it. Yeah. So that's all I have for um this first one. I her fighting was incredible. Uh I love to see her like in hand to hand combat bat, and um Uh, Ahsoka Mm -hmm. using the force. Uh, I write later on in like further episodes that inappropriate use of the force is one of my favorite A O three (laughs) tags. Same. And this should this should be this should be a tag for the episode because Ahsoka uses the force so inappropriately in so many different ways.
0: (laughs) Was it the next episode? Was it the next episode where she uses the Jedi mind trick, I believe, on one of the pikes yeah, to try to get so. them to yeah to buy the spice that there was actually no spice? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was funny. I love the line. I do love the line where she says, I got a trick or two up my sleeve, and she wouldn't right. give it away as to what it was. But I'm like, oh, good. Are you going to use your, your Jedi mind trick? And sure enough, she did in the next scene. So that was awesome. And I'm just... You know,
1: I really love her mindset in this first episode. Like, she just drops out of the sky because she's on this piece of crap speeder. And she, I think she had every intention of just, like, leaving her old life behind. Like, that was, she was on the way out of Coruscant. That was it. Right. She was done. And, and then, you know, the Force had other plans. Because as we know, you know this arc ends in a different way. So it's just, uh, it it was just really, I loved, I just loved seeing her grow from that. You know, I've been, I've been places I don't want to be, and I don't want to be that person anymore. And, you know, it was just, it was really cool for me. And I guess
0: to, um, Expand on that, like all of this experience, even though I didn't care for for this storyline, this all still must contribute to the Ahsoka that she ends up to being and the one that we met in the Mandalorian. So this is all kind of contributing to... Um, you know, what's going on inside her mind and how she's dealing with leaving the Jedi Order behind and dealing with this new perception of what the Jedi is. And Right,
1: um, exactly.
0: Yeah, and exploring then, this new life. Yeah.
1: And then in episode six, if you're ready to move on to episode six. Yep, yeah. Um, she actually says things couldn't be a bigger mess for me than they already are, and I really felt sorry for her. Oh
0: gosh, yes, because she's Completely. you know
1: she's leaving behind the only life she ever knew.
0: Yeah, and can you imagine anything more terrifying than that? No, I I, I can't.
1: I really can't. And you know, we both loved this this when she said, you know what academy did you go to and she's like uh skywalker academy skywalker <laughs> academy yeah i
0: did lose my my stuff when i heard that i thought that is where it was born that's where that's the term right, was born it, i, I love it, made it mean
1: a little something different now <laughs> right exactly uh, I because you know we've um we've seen skywalker academy in action on the yes, Clone wars that's so. true She definitely did learn at Skywalker Mm -hmm. Academy. That's right. I like um, I I like Ahsoka stretching out and making friends with these two, and surprisingly, I like Rafa and Trace. Okay, because they're they're purely a product of their environment.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah, they
1: they're
0: they're they've had to survive. With what they, yeah, deep yeah. Chorson,
1: you know, deep, deep on the levels of Coruscant. probably didn't have the best life before the Jedi kind of screwed things up for them, right? And so, you know, they're they're purely like a product of their environment, and so <clears throat> when, especially when Trace meets Ahsoka, you know, she's like, "It's going to cost you," and everything has a price, and everything, you know, down here uh everybody has an angle and it was just you know i think it rang true to where like they lived and grew up yeah and so you know they're kind of they're kind of raising each other i mean rafa is older but not by much and so they they're, they're right. like two kids basically raising each other under the worst possible circumstances so i just kind of felt for them i mean i know right. some of their interactions can be like annoying Yeah, the sibling bickering, yeah. The sibling bickering, you know, and how Rafa really doesn't seem to care for the welfare of her sister right um, yeah getting her involved in some of the things i think she's caring the best way she knows how
0: yeah there there is a love there um yeah but yeah again they like you said they are raising themselves and they didn't come from the best environment they're Mm -hmm. not living in the best environment and it's really about survival for them so yes i guess uh you know i guess you're sort of you know Helping this storyline make a little bit more sense, and I, you know, I guess um, also Ahsoka is in almost the same boat, although she's come from a different environment. She has a different history, but she's she's also having to force herself to learn how to survive on her own too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So she's in survival mode yeah. also. So I think that that's kind of what really um. Connected her to these yeah, two. That's a good point. Um, I loved, and we both loved the part where Anakin yes, sensed Ahsoka. Yes, I did love that part. And she sensed him. She sensed him. Oh I love gosh, it when they do that. that w- I
0: just love it. When you can, you know, see that the other one senses the presence of another, Um, that just yes, means so exactly, much to me. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I, I just thought it was you know, so powerful. So. I loved it. And um, And Anakin, you me know, too. just sort of let her go because that's what she wanted to do. Yep,
0: that's true. Yeah, he could have said, Ahsoka's on that ship, let's get her, but no, he let her go.
1: He let her go so. because she left, you know. Yeah, so I mean exactly. it was it was emotional. It
0: was. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it
1: was super beautiful. And I, I love mm-hmm. um there's this part on the ship where the silver angel, which I don't think is a bad name of her ship. <laughs> <laughs> they were making fun of it.
0: Yeah, that's right. And they so, were like, making you know, fun of I don't
1: it. know. But um uh, they, Rafa was telling Ahsoka, Trace has flown only in her dreams. You know, like she hasn't really had oh. any practical experience. And Trace is like, What's that? And Rafa's like, I said a ship flies like a dream. And oh, that made me okay. laugh because, I mean, yeah. how many times have we? Done that with kids or whatever. That's true. And we're like, you know, true. So we said something. Doesn't want to
0: completely break her spirit yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm kind of a ship nerd when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah, I kind of like the Silver Angel as a ship. Like I like the shape of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a good-looking ship. I liked it.
0: Yeah. No, I I, I liked the ship, too, and it, it looked like something that I've already seen um, from Star Wars. I, I can't put my finger oh, yeah. on it, but we've definitely seen that type of ship before. Well, it, it looked um, a
1: little bit in shape like Padme's Mirror bright. Yes. So it, yes, exactly. Except it wasn't shiny, of course. But nope. it did. Yeah, right. It did look a little bit because it's like like cylindrical, like long, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, yeah
1: that that that's what it reminded me of a little bit. Same, same. And I thought it was crazy that um, Ahsoka ended up with some spice runners, which spice yeah, running spice right. is kind of like the no no job of of Star Wars. Like when you go bad, that's what you do. And so it's right. kind of like
0: didn't Han do the same thing for for Jabba?
1: Yeah, yeah. Think. Han was running yeah. spies. Yeah, for Jabba. Yep. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and then also in um episode nine, I'm I know not to bring up anything, you know, right? But in a, uh, it's revealed that Poe used to run spies, so he was a Spice okay. runner. Yeah, okay, so. that's right.
0: So there's some shady stuff there, and yeah,
1: very <laughs> shady. And I I also thought it was interesting that. I had only, I, I never knew it had medicinal use. Like, I always just thought it was a drug. And so, like, we learned actually right, more about spices actually can be used for medicine and, okay. you know. So okay. so that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, it is. I love, this this episode really highlighted for me that Ahsoka's Jedi values are so ingrained as part of her personality.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: she, she so wants to protect these two hapless new friends. It's just her instinct.
0: Yes, I agree. You know,
1: so I mean, she might have left the Jedi behind, but the Jedi didn't
0: leave her. No, no. And again, it's just um, it's just a real testament to her heart. It, it's it's a you know a part of who she is, and I don't think she will ever right. ever be divorced from it, even if she's not technically a part of the Jedi Order. Um, it's always going to yeah. be a part of her. Um, yeah, you really do see that in the the next episode, mm-hmm. episode seven. Um. I I did appreciate uh, Ahsoka trying to talk to Rafa right. about what is best for Trace um, because you you can tell that she really does care about her, um, even though she's mm-hmm. only known her for a short while. So again, it just demonstrates how big her heart oh, is. Oh,
1: absolutely. And that whole scene where they're in prison and the sisters are recounting what happened when the Jedi crashed into their home and um, The Jedi, I, I guess that the Jedi was probably Luminari because they talked about her green skin and, yeah. you know, her robes and how, like, magical she looked.
0: And, okay. but you
1: know, she's not the yeah. only Jedi with green skin. But, I mean, I'm just trying to assign a face to it. But what Luminari sure, said, right. you know, like, don't take heart, the Force will be with you. Uh, that reminds me of what Mace Windu said. Windu said to Boba Fett as a child, like it was just like this dismissive, yeah, cold response. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of right. like the internal struggle yes. Ahsoka is dealing with. She's a Jedi at her heart, but she also knows the Order is not what it should be. Exactly.
0: Yep. Because again, uh, emphasizing the need to um, detach, Mm -hmm. you know, and not form emotional bonds with people. I mean, that really, uh, I think is, um, detrimental, you know, and how they approach a mission or approach any situation that they're in. Um, you gotta have a sense of humanity. You gotta have a sense of love there. Um, love doesn't have to be a bad thing. You know, caring for another person doesn't have to be a weakness. Um, and that's something that I think Ahsoka has always struggled with. Right. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, because she knows this, I think. I think
1: I think Ahsoka's just a better person mm-hmm. than the Jedi. I
0: think so, too. I mean, I
1: just... <laughs> she I is. I think she's just, like, good to her core. Yes.
0: And, and that's why... I, I mean,
1: that's why she walked away, because they just... It, it, they failed her.
0: Exactly. If they had, had embodied all of those things that I just mentioned and all the things that, that she has they would never have done to her what they did
1: right oh yeah the scene where they were they were torturing trace was like a little wild but i have to remind myself remind myself that this is not a kid's show no
0: it's not although (laughs) it may look
1: like one um but i i thought that that was like you know that was pretty graphic because she is a minor and and, yeah um, i
0: agree that was awful. I love
1: what Ahsoka said to kind of justify her force jump. She's like, "I'm more athletic than I look," and so I was like, "Girl, you're doing some superhuman stuff. Right. Come on now."
0: And they still don't know that she's used to be a Jedi. Right? They still <laughs> not yeah, at this they point anyway.
1: The, at this point, I started wondering where Ahsoka's lightsabers are.
0: Oh, and same. I, yeah. I have
1: a theory. Okay. Like she's got a bag on the side of that speeder yes and i think her lightsabers are in that bag
0: i think so too like i don't Um, know
1: i know she does she's not wearing them on her now because you know she's sees herself as no longer a jedi
0: right but
1: i i you know i'm sure she kept them because you know as we've
0: learned well i don't remember when she left when she left did she have them on her did they give them back to her no she had she left with her lightsabers she did okay well that's good Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would assume that they're in her bag. And, you know, it's probably she's looking at them as a last resort if she absolutely needs them. Right, and they're probably
1: like a personal totem because remember how emotional and spiritual the crystals are I mean I loved that
0: episode yep. to finding the crystals yeah that arc is like I one do of oh my I do too it's a, Plum Wars. I love that so much same here I mean yeah obviously for you having waited as long as you have <laughs> yeah. to see that oh I'm so gosh. grateful I didn't have a clue and I just you know was fed this didn't have to wait for it or anything yeah oh yeah but you still enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it so
1: it was fine
0: Oh, gosh, yes, I did. But, you know, the the level of appreciation there, I mean, for for you, it's just, you know, I'll never be able to match that. Um, But, no, I I agree completely. Um, Yeah, the only thing that I can add to this episode that I got, I actually did get excited about this. Mm -hmm. I really, I did get interested when I saw Bo-Katan show up. Oh,
1: yes, that was was Um, a neat twist. When I
0: saw that she was watching Ahsoka. Yeah. So I was really excited when I saw her show up because then I'm like, okay, all right. She's got her eyes on Ahsoka. Um, I don't I don't believe she's got ill intentions towards her. So I'm really looking forward to seeing these two unite because, again, right. we know that they know each other. Um, and so I really would like to see some kind of relationship form so that, you know, we can see that so um Mm -hmm. yeah so then uh that goes to the next episode episode eight together again what do you got to say for this one um i love the tags i think the tags for this arc were absolutely spot on
1: uh you can change who you are but you cannot run from yourself i mean boy is that like profound that's amazing uh, I love Ahsoka playing bad. She's very convincing and chilling. Like when she was saying, you know, oh they're not my friends, right? And you know, send them. They they hid the spice off world yes. and that that stuff. Yep. But surely, and and at the time I was like, well, do the sisters know this is part of the plan? But then R- Rafa knew. Trace didn't, but Rafa right. knew. Um. I, and just as an aside, I think the pikes are very interesting looking. Yeah,
0: I thought the same thing. I was very um, intrigued mm-hmm. by their overall look. I thought that was, I thought that was cool. Uh,
1: and um, I love, I love what she said. There's a line she says, "Since I'm here, I might as well do some good." Um, I just love her. She's so pure. I I know. I love that. I mean, too. instead of instead of concentrating on escaping, soul. she's like, "Oh, I might as well blow up the whole place while I'm here, so because I can." <laughs> right? And I was surprised exactly. to see Darth Maul. That surprised me. Yeah, that was. You know who I thought was it was going to be? I thought it was going to be Duke. Well, maybe. yeah,
0: obviously, but no, it was Maul the whole time. So I
1: guess you know. Darth Maul, Darth Maul created his crime syndicate after all.
0: Exactly. Well, and also, so uh, this just occurred to me. um, So is this Maul doing this for Maul or is this Maul working on behalf of uh, Palpatine? Because remember that episode, um, the last time we saw Maul, Palpatine said, I still have use for you. So. I'm just curious, is Maul doing this for himself, or is he doing this on behalf of Palpatine? Is this part of Palpatine's overall plan?
1: He might be doing it for Palpatine, because I, the last time we saw him, he was kind of a sniveling mess.
0: He, yeah, he was. He was very weak.
1: Yeah, he's like begging for mercy yeah. and, you know, all that stuff. But no, I,
0: I, I was very excited. My interest peaked when I saw Maul, um, saw that he was kind of involved in this entire operation, basically had the pikes under his thumb. Um, and I love how out of the corner of his eye, he almost spotted Ahsoka and she was able to get away at the last second. That was yeah. cool. I think he sensed yeah, her. Yeah, he sensed her, which um, I didn't know you could do that if you were uh, See, this, is, this hologram, is where,
1: like, my but... logic comes in because, you know, the, the whiffle's <laughs> right, attention of yeah. disbelief is one thing. But I always believed yes. that holograms, like you only saw the person in front of you and not the surroundings.
0: Ex- yeah, exactly. That's what I always thought, too. But, like, maybe I'm wrong. You, so you have the hologram, and then you're looking at another person, and that's a hologram. So Right, but you don't see what's around them. You don't see the environment. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that threw me that off. That might have been a,
1: like, a little goof up.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think just to add to the drama of it all. Yeah. Um, I, I I didn't mind. I mean, I didn't mind it. I thought, oh my gosh, he, he senses her and she got away. I thought that was cool. Unless
1: he sensed her and he looked, he just like looked to the side like he could see something and didn't actually right. see anything. Yeah. So maybe that's an explanation. I don't Possibly. know.
0: Possibly. I don't think we're going to ever know. But- it was cool. We're not ever going to cool. know.
1: But to me, that struck me as a little mm, disingenuine. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't think he can see outside of, you know.
0: Because we've never seen, we've never seen um, a projection of an environment. It's always just been the person. The person, right. Yeah.
1: So I, I liked how the sisters, um how Trace played chicken with the last pike. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it kind of like and, and defeated him, you know, I mean, so she's like, you know, the, the front deflectors are still working. So let's let's do that. Right. So good. And, and Rafa were like, what? right? <laughs> yeah. And so I thought it was pretty cool and pretty reckless. But that that's a testament to her youth. And yes, I loved, exactly. like, bo yeah. um silent presence over the entire episode. Yeah, I did, too. I just loved it. And then Rafa, when Rafa said, um, you may not think of yourself as a Jedi, but you act like one. I just thought that that really spoke volumes. Like Like someone completely unrelated to your journey and who doesn't really even like you can see who you're really meant to be. Yeah. So I think that was because she actually says it's what you're meant to do.
0: Yeah. No, that is powerful from a... Complete stranger to say that to you.
1: Absolutely.
0: It just shows how Ahsoka carries herself and the choices she mm. makes and you know, just the way that she carries herself. It's you know, her integrity. Yeah, she she is a Jedi. She doesn't have to be in the Jedi order, right. you know, to be a Jedi. Yeah, and it, she is and it one. really
1: changes like what Jedi means. Like what what, yeah. does, what does being a Jedi really mean? And 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 it's bigger than the order it's bigger than the council you know it's it's exactly it's bigger you know it's it,
0: well it is bigger and it kind of goes back to the original trilogy uh with luke you know luke has mm-hmm. returned um you know he was not trained he mm-hmm. was trained briefly by yoda but he didn't have the kind of training that most jedi had where they're raised from children
1: right he got the quick and dirty version yeah
0: he got the quick and dirty version but um you know, at his core, he had those values at his core, and that's what mattered. Yeah,
1: he was just born to be a Jedi.
0: Yeah. So that's why he was able to stand up to Sidious in Return of the Jedi. He was able to ignore his mm-hmm. anger, ignore his hate, and, you know, say, I I am a Jedi, like my father before me.
1: Yeah, and never saw the inside of a temple. Exactly. So I just thought... I- I think it was really powerful and I loved I loved how of course Bo-Katan and Ahsoka are teaming up, which is amazing. But I'm also, excited for that girl. I am
0: pumped. Ahsoka
1: <laughs> changed the way the sisters feel about the Jedi by being an example by you know, they're this yeah, is the first Jedi they've met that actually fulfill the requirements, the attributes of it being a Jedi. That's true. That is true. So that's what I loved about this arc, that it was Ahsoka dealing with herself, the sisters dealing with their attitudes toward the Jedi, and then Ahsoka finally accepting that this is part of who she
0: is. hmm Right. In the grand scheme of things, you've kind of helped me change my perspective
1: on the whole yeah. Well, I mean, it's totally okay to be annoyed by them. I mean, I was annoyed by Rafa. But, I mean, I, I think that they were just a vehicle for Ahsoka's journey. Back to the Jedi. Yeah, no,
0: you're right. Because, again, it contributes to who she's going to become and who mm-hmm. she, she is. So.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. No, this was great. This was a great discussion. Um Definitely looking forward to next week. Oh, my gosh. Can't wait.
1: I cannot wait. (laughs) We got a
0: lot in store for next week. So, um, yeah, I hope that you all listening are going to tune in for next week as we are going to conclude our journey through Clone Wars. Um, It's going to be
1: the big finale. It's going to be
0: epic, Brandy. I think I speak for both of us. We're we're excited, but we're also dreading it.
1: <laughs> I, I really don't want to see Anakin fall. I really don't. Like, I really... I don't Clone either. Wars it's going to be an very appreciation painful. appreciation for the clones, like you mentioned at the, at the top of the hour. But they've really given me an appreciation for Anakin. Like, because Anakin, and as we learned in a news item that George Lucas directed him to be really stoic and unemotional, which I have issue with... But so it wasn't Hayden's fault that we couldn't connect to him emotionally.
0: I did better though, even even way back when when I first saw Revenge of the Sith, I I still did better with Revenge of the Sith than I did with Attack of the Clones. Uh, with Hayden, oh, yeah, I mean. oh
1: Hayden really shines in Revenge of the Sith.
0: He did, and I still can't believe that George wanted him to be stoic because that is the complete opposite of what we've always been taught about the dark side. The dark yeah. side is not stoic. The dark side is all anger and passion and and fear and all of those emotions. Well, I
1: don't really know a, a Jedi who is stoic. Maybe Mace Windu, but... I
0: would say Mace Windu. Um, I mean, Obi-Wan is not
1: stoic. He's got a great personality.
0: That's true. So, I mean, I I just really, I don't know, George. I don't know. I don't know either. But I again, I, I love to go back to that scene where, you know, Padme's confronting Anakin. Oh. Anakin discovers Obi-Wan's on the ship. And he's going through all these range of emotions. He's completely destabilizing. and. Yeah. It's just uh, it was done beautifully. It was done perfectly. I I thought Hayden did a a wonderful it was amazing. job. Amazing.
1: I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, because I grew up and you know, whoever was under the the helmet was a, a different person, you know, a different actor. And so now, when I think of Anakin, I, I immediately think of right. Hayden Richardson. So yes. you know,
0: I mean that's success. Yes. So yeah, next week. We're going to be watching uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, it's going to be crazy having journeyed into the world of the Clone Wars and just, mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, the magnitude of what we're going to be experiencing and what we've seen, um, these characters, uh, what we come to know and love, you know, the events that we're going to see unfold next week are going to have much more meaning and gravity um, now that we've experienced this whole backstory leading up to it. Um I'm really looking forward to this cinematic experience that's I know going to take my breath away.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, if if half of what is true, that we've heard about the last four episodes are going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I think if I could, mm-hmm. if you'll allow me, um, I saw a meme on uh, I think it was like on the Mandalorian um, Facebook page. And it was a it was a compilation of all of the characters that loved Anakin the most um, that were closest to him oh my god! and when they heard of the worst things that he had done like he had killed the younglings um, and he had turned to the dark side you know Obi-Wan didn't believe it right Cadmi didn't believe it and there's I I know there's going to be a scene where Ahsoka isn't going to believe it oh you know and so when they all get and I think to me you know, it was hard to see Padme confront that. It was hard for, it was very hard for me to see Obi-Wan confront that. But I'm going to be a mess when Ahsoka confronts that.
1: That's going to be, know?
0: I, I don't have words That's going to gonna that. be so hard. I'm going
1: to be so emotional.
0: Yeah, we're, there's going to be a lot of tears shed next week, just for warning. You know, it, our journey is far from over, but I, I can't help but feel like it's all come down to this. Right.
1: Well, the Clone Wars have been a commitment, I mean, we, seven seven seasons is a lot, and we've watched the heck out of these things. I mean— Oh,
0: gosh, yeah. I mean, you know— I mean, we started watching this at, what, the end of—was it beginning of February or the end of January? So, February, March, April. Yeah. I mean, three months. Three months of this. So Yeah, and
1: just banging them out, you know, yep. so— and then doing the podcast and and everything, so it's been it's it's been like a journey within the journey.
0: It, this yeah, this yeah. is like a mini journey. This is like a mini conclusion to the journey. It's I just feel like it's all come down to this. This is what we've been waiting for. I kind of feel um, like we're
1: graduating next week. and exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: We're graduating. (laughs) Maybe we should, maybe I'll throw that into the episode for next week. We'll have a little graduation (laughs) theme music playing in the (laughs) background. Maybe if you want to come up with a commencement speech, we should have a
1: commencement speech. (laughs) We should have fireworks. We should have something, (laughs) some sort of sound effect that would denote the the finale within our journey. Yes.
0: Hey, you know what? That is a great idea for our listeners that care to, if you want to. You should um call us on that number and give us your own little commencement speech for us on, you know how far we've come. (laughs) I think that would be fun.
1: I think that'd be hilarious. So hit us up 205-928-6368.
0: Yeah. Please give us a call. We wanna hear. How should we commemorate our graduation? Yeah, that would be great. Oh, girl. Well, this was awesome. Big things in store for next week. So please tune in next week for another episode of A Star Wars Journey. May the Force be with you. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to red5network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network.